Dear Lord, I thank you for this day that you've given us. Thank you for this opportunity that we have to come before you and to worship you, Lord. I just pray that during this time that we would give our hearts over to you, Lord, that there wouldn't be any distractions coming our way, Lord, and that you would just keep the enemy at bay, Lord, and help us to just completely focus on you during this time and um, just bless this time, Lord. In your name we pray. Amen.
Well, hello there, junior hires. It's Walter again. I got uh, the next segment of what we're going to be walking through in Ephesians. We're going to be in Ephesians chapter 2 this week. We're going to be looking at verses 1 through 10. Um, but first, I just want to let you guys know that uh, we're on Instagram as well as on Facebook. Uh, you already knew that from our announcements uh, for front lines and things like that. But uh, Instagram is new. And that's uh, the Instagram page is CCGV, this is all lowercase, underscore R-E-N-E-W. So CCGV underscore R-E-N-E-W. And that's our Instagram page. And if your parents have Instagram, you guys can uh, have a look at it. Uh, We post some uh, encouraging uh, scriptures there for you guys. And there's some little sound bites and tidbits and things like that. Also other ministries from the church. So check it out if you guys are able to do that, if your parents will allow you to do that. Right now, I want to go ahead and I want to pray, pray for help. Uh, Let's pray now. Just take some time to quiet your hearts, guys, as we go to God and seek his help in understanding his word. Father, we thank you for today. Lord, I thank you for the opportunity that we have, even in our home uh, to go to your word and to read it and to uh, meditate upon it and apply it to our lives, Lord. Father, I pray for opportunities to do your truth with those around us, um, to apply your word in our own lives, uh, especially as we start to come out of quarantine, Lord. I pray that your love would be manifested or revealed in such a great way, Lord, that uh all the honor and glory would go to you and that the lives of these junior hires and their families would be blessed very richly. Thank you. And I pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Um, review of chapter one. What can I say? Chapter one was pretty heavy. There were some things we talked about uh, as far as being predestined and and in Christ, you know, being in him as believers. And it, it, was, it was laying the... the the road work and the map to get here to Ephesians chapter 2. So uh, I want to go ahead and and step into Ephesians 2, verses 1 through 10. I want to start with verses 1 through 3. So if you can get your Bibles, turn to Ephesians chapter 2, and we're going to look at verses 1 through 3. All right, here we go, starting with verse 1. And you he made alive, who were dead uh, in trespasses and sins, in which you once walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air, the spirit who now works in the sons of disobedience, among whom also we all once conducted ourselves in the lust of our flesh, fulfilling the desires of the flesh and of the mind, and were by nature children of wrath, just as the others. So going back to verse 1. Uh, he made us alive, he being God, and uh, it says that we were dead in what? We were dead in trespasses, sins. Is there a difference between those two words? Well, I can't see your faces, so I'm going to say yes. Uh, trespass, is, it's a false step, a blunder, it's unintentional, whereas sin, 
Sin is intentional. And some of you are familiar with that intentional sin by uh, dealing with your brothers and sisters sometimes. <laughs> it's very intentional and it's not right sometimes. Hopefully, hopefully that's not you. Um, you see, there's something that I wanted to explain out of verse 1, and that's that word sin. For, for those of you listening, some of you may, may not have ever heard this term before. For those of you do, who do know the term, just be patient. It's a good review for you. You see, it, the Bible says that all of us have sinned. All of us have missed the mark, that mark being uh, God's standard. Even though we may be trying our, our best to hit that mark, you know, live by God's standard, we come short of the glory of God. And because of this, God's word says that the soul that sins shall surely die, and that the wages of sin is death, uh, loss of fellowship with a holy God. So the solution to that was given to us by God. God has provided the solution for this dilemma. Um, many, many, As we read on through the chapter, you're going to see uh, we're going to talk about works, and we're going to talk about God's grace. So, so let's continue on. Let's look at, um, let's see. Junior hires, as we continue in our walk with God, may we grow in understanding what verse 1 says. He has done for us, it says. May we appreciate this. I can appreciate that myself. That word appreciate, you know what that means? To recognize the full worth of. So when we, when we see that we're, we were dead in trespasses and sins, and it was he that made us alive, that is something that can be appreciated in all situations in our lives, whether good or bad as Christians, because we were dead in our trespasses, and he made us alive. Um, let's move on to verse 2. Verse 2, I want to step into that now in which you once walked according to the course of this world. Have you ever walked on a course? When, when, I, when I say course, I think maybe golf. You know, golf is played on a course. There's uh, holes 1 through 18. If you've never been on a golf course, maybe you've seen it on TV being played. Um, but uh, I've even driven on a, a road course in a car out at the racetrack. That was interesting, too. Uh, how awkward would it be if I drove that course backwards to the standards of those who ran the course? You know, how awkward is it to play 18 through 1 instead of 1 through 18, which is the opposite of what the standard is for that particular uh, event? So I just wanted to get that standard, you know, in your minds. And then where it says course here in this verse, it's actually talking about the age that we're in. Let me look at verse 2. In, in which you once walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air, the spirit who now works in the sons of disobedience. So you see those key words there, walked according to, you know, the, the age of this world, uh, the age of this world being uh, run by the prince of the power of the air. Who is the prince of the power of the air? Do you guys know who that is? That's Satan. I can see that I'm jumping ahead of my notes here, and you guys, be patient with me. I just heard a rumble outside. Um, it sounds like there's a little thunder going on, maybe perhaps a little thunderstorm. So if you hear that, don't panic. The chorus portion of this this verse, um, 
moving forward, there are two paths that can be walked out in, in, the, in life as we know it. Spiritually speaking, we see the reference being made, you know, to, to being made alive and a reference to being dead in sin in regards to the spiritual side of things. Um, guys, in eternity, there are two paths to take as humans. One path is that of, a, that of the Christian, the person that has trusted Christ as a Lord and Savior, is abiding with uh, the Lord. In, they're in Him, and you can see the the, the good works being uh, done in their lives, not not outwardly, but from the inside out. God looks at the inside. We can't can't forget that. Um, he doesn't look on the outside. Often we like to look on the outside first, and then go to the inside over time. But we really should strive to to know the inside, the heart of uh, someone, and where they stand. Um, let's move on. One path that is that of the Christian, uh, one who has been enlightened with the understanding of who God is and what he has done to take care of this problem of sin, of salvation. Uh, we are gaining an understanding of what his will is for us as we grow in knowing him and sharing him as Christians. Uh, let's see. With others as we live in this, this time that he has set us in. Like I've, I've referenced before in lessons past, it, we could have been set in the time period of the Dark Ages or even back in the early parts of the Old Testament. And I'd much rather be placed here at this time where I can have my, uh, my Freddy's hamburgers occasionally and, of course, a, a nice cool soda pop. So anyway, uh, that's kind of an old term. You guys might not be familiar with that. That's a, a cola, um, a soda Anyway, let's move forward. Remember that the, the, the first path and this other path is one is one of who is not enlightened by this knowledge, uh, has never heard uh, the plan of salvation, which is, you know, the Bible calls it the good news, or has or it's that the person might be someone who has heard the plan uh, that God has, has for us in, in Jesus and in saving us, but they've decided not to follow God and... Uh, for what could be various reasons, Jesus gave a parable, and that parable in regards to someone like that is uh, the parable of soils. It's in the Gospels. If you want to reread that, you might be real familiar with it. So uh, let's see. In verse 3, let me look at my page here with you guys. Verse 3, uh, among whom we all once conducted ourselves— in the lust of our flesh, in fulfilling the desires of our flesh and of the mind, and were by nature children of wrath, just as the others. So going back to that word conduct, we see that how we conduct ourselves matters. Our, our conduct reveals our heart condition. We know ourselves better than anyone does, aside from God, of course. That, that reference I, I, I got from that about the heart, I'm looking. I'm thinking of Proverbs four twenty three. God says to keep your heart with all diligence, for out of it spring forth the uh, spring the issues of life. What's on the inside is what matters with God, and He knows that. There's also another word in that verse that I wanted to to talk about a little bit too. Is that word wrath? It seems kind of like a unique word. 
what uh what does that mean uh, whose wrath is that that it's talking about it's talking about God's wrath as I say that you can hear the thunder perhaps in the background maybe not I hear it God's wrath for us who are Christians we've been saved from that we've been redeemed we've been delivered from God's wrath but for the unbeliever for the person who chooses to reject God's plan of salvation and reject, you know, reject Jesus, um, that's what awaits them. Again, I've said it before, we just went through Revelations and we saw the different judgment seats that the book talks about. It's very important, Junior Harris, that we need to try to remember, based on what we we're just reading here in verses one through three, remember uh, where we have come from. He's made us alive. He's uh, given us hope. Uh, we're at peace with God. We don't have to experience that wrath. Let's continue on. We're, we're done with one through three. Let's go down to verse four, and we'll go ahead and pick it up there. And it says, But God, who is rich in mercy, because of his great love with which he loved us, even when we were dead in trespasses, made us alive together with Christ. By grace you have been saved and raised us up together, and made us sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus, that in the ages to come he might show the exceeding riches of his grace and his kindness toward us in Christ Jesus. I wanted to stop right there, and we'll go back to verse 4. Um, and we're going to look at those first two words of verse 4. But God. Let's stop there and just let that sink in for a moment in our own hearts. After what we just read through verses 1 through 3, uh, it, it comes in and says, but God. And, and that's something that it gives me chills thinking about it. The creator of the universe, who's rich in mercy, it's because of his great love with which he loved us. Uh, even though we were dead in our trespasses, he's made us alive together with him. Uh, there's my ah uh again. I've been working on it. Hopefully it's not as much as it has been. My, my little uh, uh, my little stammers. Let's, let's continue on. Uh, because of his great love for who? It's, it's because of his great love for us, you and me. Verse 5, even when we were dead in trespasses. You know, there's another verse in Romans 5 that starts with, but God. And I say it often when I teach. I, I like the reference. Uh, it's good to memorize Scripture because it helps us in times of need where we just don't have our Bibles and we can't just pull it out handily. We can sit there and meditate on it in our own heart. But I wanted to look at Romans 5 real quick, uh, that but God statement. And let's look at verses 1 through 11 I have highlighted here. I'm going to go ahead and uh, begin with verse 1. We're going to be in Romans chapter 5. And I want to read verses 1 through 11. I was only going to read verse 8, and then as I got to thinking about it, it's so much in this first part and through verse 11 that it just applies right here to what we're talking about, what we're talking about in verse uh, 5 of Ephesians chapter 2. So let me start with verse 1 in Romans chapter 5. Therefore, having been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom also we have access by faith into this grace in which we stand and rejoice in hope of the glory of God. And not only that, but we also glory in tribulations, 
knowing that tribulation produces perseverance, and perseverance character, and character hope. Now, hope does not disappoint, because the love of God has been poured out in our hearts by the Holy Spirit, who was given to us. Remember, he was the guarantee uh, from verse 1. We are sealed by the Holy Spirit. Let's look again here at verse 6 of Romans chapter 5. Pick it back up. For when we were still without strength, in due time Christ died for the ungodly. More, uh, for scarcely for a righteous man will die, will one die, yet perhaps for a good man someone would even dare to die. But God demonstrates his own love towards us in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Much more than having now been justified by his blood, we shall be saved from wrath through him. How awesome is that? Verse 10, for if when we were enemies, we were reconciled to God through the death of his son, much more having been reconciled, we shall be saved by his life. And not only that, but we also rejoice in God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we have now received the reconciliation. So you can see that uh, that but God is incredible. Uh, those verses in Romans chapter 5, awesome. I love seeing and reading that. Would I want to marry it? I don't know. Um, I'm already married to my wife. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding, junior hires. A kid, a kid. Let's pick back up into Ephesians chapter 2. And we are looking at those verses that I just read, verses 4 through 7. Uh, we, we stopped at verse 5 on that but God. And then um, I wanted to re-say that he made us alive together. And how did God do that? With Christ. Christ is how he made uh, that happen. Uh, let's look at verses 6 and 7. It says that uh, he raised us up together. And there's a why to that question. You know, like, it's, it's not really posed as a question, but he raised us up together. I, I put a question there. Why? And I said, look at verse 7. But I wrote a note here. Let me read that note to you. Do we realize that we are genuine? if we are genuinely in Christ, God sees us right now inher as inheritors of the greatest glory? So he raised us up together. It made us sit together in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus. That's how that can happen. That's how God sees us because of uh, Christ saving us and what Christ did on the cross for us. Uh, we can easily lose sight of that in the busyness of the times. But guys, go back to this, these things and like, and, and meditate upon them. You know, I write it down. Uh, you know, I've told you I put things around me to help me remember to help uh, take thoughts captive. So. Uh, I don't want to do things that are like not godly. Like I, you know, we fight against the flesh, the Bible says. So, you know, remember these things, you know, but God, that he made us alive together. Let's continue on. Let's look at verse seven on that, you know, he raised us up together. Well, I put that question, why? In verse seven, pretty much gives us the answer that in the ages to come, he might show the exceeding riches of his grace in his kindness toward us in Christ Jesus. Those are some really rich words. Um, uh, exceeding riches of his grace and his kindness towards us. I'm, I'm, I'm all for that. I'm all for riches of his grace and kindness toward me. I'm 100% for that. I can always use that, uh, especially moving forward from what we're going through right now with this quarantine. 
and then having to come back together and readjust again. Um, lives have been impacted in a great way, uh, junior hires. Your guys' lives have been impacted in a, a unique way. Uh, you serve a unique God, though. He gives you opportunity and answers to your questions. And uh, again, if you have questions, hey, let us know. Um, you can contact us uh, via email. Have your parents email. Have your parents call. We'll talk to you once. You know, we'll put you on the phone. Uh, whatever works for you. We want to. We want to help you guys out and answer questions that you have and come alongside your mom and dad and disciple you. So let me get back on task here with uh, these last couple verses. Look at verses eight through ten, and I put uh, this is familiar ground. Some of you may, may be familiar with these next few verses. Um, I love these verses. And let's start in verse 8 of Ephesians chapter 2. For by grace you have been saved through faith, and that not of yourselves. It is a gift of God, not of works, lest anyone should boast. For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. Grace... That, that looking at verse uh, eight, what is grace again? Do you guys remember? I've discussed it before. Maybe you know. You're saying it right now. I just can't hear you because this is a recording. <laughs> anyway, grace is free and unmerited favor of God shown toward humankind. That's what that is. Free and unmerited favor. Verses eight and nine. This is why in the ages to come, we will know his exceeding grace. We are saved by it through faith. Uh, again, unmerited, undeserved forgiveness, that, that grace. Uh, faith was brought up in, those, in that verse. It says right here, save through faith. What, what exactly is that saying? Well, in Hebrews chapter 11, verse 1, and I'm going to read verse 6, we call it the faith chapter, uh, another chapter that's fun to read because it kind of encompasses uh, these pillars of, of people throughout the Bible and their faith that God used and how patient they are. Or how, how patient they were. Um, but I'm going to read verse 1 for you, and then I'm going to move to verse 6. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. And verse 6 says, But without faith it is impossible to please him and being God. For he who comes to God must believe that he is, and that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. Hey guys, are you diligently seeking him with all this extra time that you have? Uh, per, uh, amen if you are. And if you aren't, like I said last time in my uh, message to you, ask for that desire to be increased in your heart. Ask God to reveal in, in your life what needs to be cut out, perhaps, or, or, or maybe a schedule needs to be made to help you out. There's nothing wrong with that. Um, but ask. You have not because you ask not. That word evidence, uh, right there in verse 1 of Hebrews 11.1. Let me get back to that. The evidence of things not seen. When I think of evidence, I think of perhaps a court case. You know, Your Honor, the evidence stacked is stacked against you know this this plaintiff. So uh, or defendant. Would it be defendant? I'm sure it's defendant. Could be defendant. I have to ask my wife. Uh, but let me read this evidence: an outward sign, something that furnishes proof, testimony, a witness of works. That's out of the Merriam-Webster's dictionary that I looked up online. So that makes sense to me. Uh, now, faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. And this is going to tie into what we're get, walking into these next, uh, this next verse as we cover it. The action, I want to say this, but the action 
is not the reason behind why we are saved. Okay, I, I put that there, and it's probably in the wrong spot. Let me go to my next page. Um, oh, okay. I'm thinking of um, that verse 9. It says, not of works, lest anyone should boast. So works. Works is an issue. Works is uh, it's evidence of, the, of our faith being lived outwardly to others and glorifying and honoring God. So it's a thing. It's, it's part of uh, who we are as Christians. And in Matthew 5 through 7, the chapters 5 through 7, um, Sermon on the Mount, he lays out good works right there for us to, to walk in. Jesus gave that sermon, and you can go back and check that out. It's in Matthew 5, 6, and 7. But the action is not the reason behind why we are saved as Christians. In other words, we're not saved because of our works. Um, there are religions out there that say that your good works is what saves you. That is the opposite of what we just read. If you could be saved, if you could be good enough to be saved, then Jesus didn't have to come and go to the cross for us to be crucified. With that view of eternity, I'd even say that the Bible would, would not be needed as well. You wouldn't need to know God and what he has done since you can do it yourself. Do you see what you're doing when you rely on good works? You're relying on yourself. And that's completely opposite of what we just learned in these verses, uh, 1 through 10. And that's what we learn throughout the entire Bible, is that we can't rely on our own sufficiency. We're not able to. We rely upon him, and he's able. He's able to give us our, the sufficiency we need to make it through each day. So I just wanted to bring that up, that uh, if you consider, hey, I'm, I'm a good person, or I do good works, I serve in this ministry, and that's something that you're pretty much relying upon, to, to just uh, get you through, you need to go to his word, walk through his word, pray with God, spend time with God yourself, get to know God relationally. That's what we do as Christians. Um, we have a living faith. Our faith isn't something that we go and we put food around and light candles and things like that and then do the whole cocoa thing. That's, that's not even what the Bible says. Our faith is a living faith. We serve the living God. The, the God of Jacob, Abraham, Jacob, and Isaac. I mean, that's all in the Old Testament. And in the New Testament, we serve a risen Lord. We just learned that Easter Sunday. All right, so I'm going to close up. Let's go ahead and continue on. Never lose sight that our salvation is a gift, Junior Hires. We cannot earn it because it is, a, uh, it, is, is a, it is of God and from God. You see that? It's a gift. And it says that right there in those verses. Moving on to verse 10, and uh, we'll finish up here. Workmanship. Uh, let me reread it so you guys can uh, hear that word again. For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. Um, again, what are the good works? Read those chapters in, in Matthew five through seven, um, you see evidences of it. We talk about the fruit of the spirit being, uh, coming out of our lives. We have these things that we can read and go, okay, yeah, that's happening. Okay. That's not happening. That's something I need to pray about and work on. We have these things that we can just have these standards that we can just like tack back to like, you know, a selling term I gave you guys maybe in the past, if you've been to our, 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 our junior high ministry before, some of you have, some of you haven't. 
but uh, to give that sailing term about tacking back, you know, that navigation that happens uh, when you drift a little bit. And that's something that we have to continually work on and uh, make sure that we're uh, on point with what we're doing, serving our God. So that word workmanship, the Greek word is poema. It means made. We are made by God. Each of us, everyone is valuable for this fact alone. The creator would not have created you if this were not so. He deems you his workmanship. You have purpose and you are valuable. I have purpose and I'm valuable because when I read this, it says it right there. I am his workmanship. And Paul said, we are his workmanship. So we are his workmanship. And we're created in Christ Jesus for good works. Prepared beforehand that only pastors should walk in them? That's a question for you. Uh, good works prepared beforehand that only pastors should walk in them? With a question mark? No. Only leaders in the church should walk in them? Right? No. It says that we should walk in them. Look at that verse again. For we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus for good works for which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. So junior hires, that's it for this week. Um, I look forward to seeing you guys. I'm praying for you guys. I remember your little beady faces. Probably when you guys get back, you have these scraggly beards from being in quarantine for uh, all this time. And uh, you guys would be like eight foot tall now. All of you probably have grown three feet. I've definitely grown three feet, but it definitely isn't in height. Uh, (laughs) Anyway, I wanted to close in prayer. God bless you guys. Again, if you have questions, reach out to us. Uh, We will answer your questions, and we'll answer them biblically, of course. I look forward to seeing you guys again. Uh, Let's thank God for this time. Let's pray. And uh, hey, remember to lift each other up in prayer. Uh, So let's pray. Father, I thank you for this time. Lord, I thank you for your word of truth and uh, these these little uh, pieces of information you've provided for us today, Lord. Uh, some of us have been through this, but Lord, each time I go through it, it's it's new, it's refreshing, it's new. Lord, uh, your word is alive and it's living and it's powerful. So I thank you for that. Lord, I pray for the desires and the junior hires heart uh, for you to grow, to, to be manifested outwardly from their hearts, Lord, onto their families and friends, Lord. Lord, I pray that you would just continue to guide us, uh, help us to look to you during these times, and help us to be Christ-like in these times. I thank you for this time. In Jesus' name, amen. You guys take care and stay safe.